we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. And I'm John Mitchell. So Kelly, I've got a good topic today. The topic today is the perfect mindset. What do you think? Ooh, intriguing. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to dive into this one. Let's get rolling. Okay. Well, you know, what has, has caused this idea is that I think I told you I'm thinking, I'm, I'm teaching Think It Be It to the star basketball player at the University of Texas that, that I just met, you know, three or four weeks ago. And, and he was captivated by Think It Be It and, and all that. Which is interesting. It, you know, I've been thinking about this. You know, I know you'll appreciate this. So I've been in the in the success business for 10 years now. And the lesson I've learned, basically, is that most people are pretty lame. <laughs> I hate to say that. I hate to say that. And I will also caveat that. With, I'm looking at it from the lens of success. Now, you know, overall, people, most people are not lame because they are what they are. But from a success standpoint, they're pretty damn lame. And I say that partly because it's exactly what Darren Hardy told me, you know, five years ago. He said, uh, you know, for most people, more success is merely a preference. Just merely a preference. And he says, John, they're not going to do your 12-minute-a-day technique because of that. And you got to find driven people. And it's interesting. As you know, that's what we found. We were stunned to find out that most people are not like you and me. Most entrepreneurs are not like you and me. We thought, of course, they want to be more successful. And, the, and they're going to do what it takes to, to do it wrong. They are not going to do it. And they're not that interested in it, oddly enough. But but it's the irony is that there is a group of people that are very interested in it. And that is young people about to, to enter the, or the real world, and specifically athletes that are a senior in college. Because when you go to them and you say, hey, I got a way to allow you to create the exceptional life rather than the average life, and it takes uh, 12 minutes a day, they're like, I'm all in. Are you kidding me? And then then you tell them, well, you know, we're applying the central concept of the top book of the world on success to your life. They're like, oh, man, give it to me. And it's just, you know, it's so interesting to me to see that difference between adults 
in their 30s and, and 40s and 50s when you you are offering to give them something like what we have versus you know young people about to to start creating their life it's like night and day and it makes it so much fun to teach think it bid of course if we have somebody that is over the top into it like i i've got a new client i think i told you about it's it's a joy to teach them but you know it's the difference between swimming against the current and swimming with the current and so <laughs> it's exciting anyway after that dialogue the reason I wanted to talk about this topic today is I'm in the in the middle of of doing a research project called the Athletes Perfect Mindset, and I'm starting to take our template and and adjust it to to reflect this perfect mindset. Now I don't think I'm going to have it all figured out here in uh, in a month or two, which is when he'll get his visualization. But I I think I'll be well on on the road. And I, I, so I wanted to share with you seven things that I see that go into the, the perfect mindset for an athlete. And of course, this all applies to anybody. I mean, it's nothing really too unique about athletes, but let me tell you what the seven are. And you tell me if there's anything you would add. So the first one is do your best and understand what doing your best is. Second one, enjoy the process and understand hard work is how you get to be great. Then the third one is be your biggest supporter. You gotta have the attitude that I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. Then the fourth one would be learn from your mistakes and setbacks and, and just take the attitude that everything is feedback. Then the fifth would be when you're playing, when you're on the court, be in the moment. Trust your training. Then the sixth is you got to have a higher gear. There are moments when you're playing a sport, you got to be able mentally to go to a higher gear. You can't stay in that higher gear all the time, but you've got to be able to have it and go to it. And then the last one is uh, understanding how the human mind works. But those are the the seven principles of the athlete's perfect mindset. What, what's your take on all that? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot here. Right. Like, I mean, it sounds like a good starting place. You know, obviously do your best and understand what your best is. Cause that was the thing until you said the second part, I was like, I'm, I'm not certain that people understand what that means to, you know, to do your best. Right. You know? Right. And so I'm sure they don't. Yeah. And so and, you know, having clarity around what that means to them, right. I think is important. Enjoy the process, you know, honor, honor the struggle, enjoy the yeah. process. Like, you know, that's exactly what this is. It's involving you as a human being. So I love that. I love that, that, you know, it puts you in the right mindset around that. And then being your biggest supporter. I think we talk about this frequently, John, where negative self-talk is the, you know, it's, it's going to be the thing that will stop you from achieving the things you want to achieve. Obviously, as an athlete, it is going to be the, you know, your demise um, yeah, and the difference right. between being a top performer and sitting on the bench, you know. And so I think that the importance of being your biggest supporter and having that positive self-talk is critical. Learning from your mistakes and setbacks. I mean, 
that's what life's about. Yeah. That's, where, that's where the gold is. You know, that's yeah. how you get better. That's how you become a Kobe Bryant and a, yeah. you know, is that you are clued into those and learning from them, you know, being in the moment, trusting your training. I think just, yeah, that presence and being where you are, not thinking about the next move, not thinking about the one that just happened, but thinking about what you're doing right this moment and trusting that training and then having a higher gear. I like that. I'm not sure how, like, what is that? How do you? Well, I'll give you an example of this. So, you know, my University of Texas football team played Oklahoma a week ago, and we were number three in the country, and we got beat in the last minute of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, in the fourth quarter, we get the ball on the one-yard line, on their one-yard line, and we could not punch it in. We Four tries could not punch it in. Well, that's a perfect example of if you're the offensive lineman, you got to have a higher gear where you go, okay, enough's enough. Mm -hmm. I'm blowing this guy in front of me out because I just want it more and I'm just going to another gear. But they are not taught that. Mm -hmm. They're about to get taught that by me, but they're not taught it today. (laughs) And, and that's what I, but that's what I mean by a higher gear. Okay. Got it. Perfect. And then um, what was the last one? Understand. Understand how the human mind works. You know, I mean, huge. I mean, you and me understanding how the human mind works was what took us to the next level. And so, you know, that's certainly a part of the perfect mindset. But is there anything I'm missing that you can oh, think Oh, boy. Of? Off the cuff, you know, I, I, the one thing that always stands out to me when I think of a perfect mindset um, goes back to like the energy that you put out into the world is what you get back. You know, so what you focus on expands, you know, and so making sure you're focusing on the right things, you you know what I mean? And you're you're showing up because like you're going to get the energy back if you're uh, an a-hole, you know, then you're going to end up being surrounded by those type of people in your life. You know what I mean? If you're, um, you know, so and I know I don't need to go any further. It's pretty self-explanatory. But that was the one thing that came to mind for me that I felt like was missing was um, yeah. that piece was that piece. Yeah, I uh, I think that's right. You know, I would also add that you got to embrace being a grower, right? Yeah. Being mm-hmm. a grower. Yep. And, and I, I like that. that. I think that that learning from mistakes and setbacks is a a part of that grower mindset, but having something in there that's specifically, you know, around taking in, you know, outside influences to expand your, you know, your world, um, I think is an important aspect to having the right mindset. Right. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm doing my, my weekly program for the head coaches today. And uh, so I just interviewed the, the head basketball coach and we were talking and we're talking about, you know, what does he do for personal growth? So he, I I was able to use him as an example of how important personal growth is. And so I was telling the coaches, I'm like, you know, think back when you were a up and coming coach in your twenties and thirties, just picture that younger version of yourself. And now think about where you are today, how, how much more enlightened you are than you were back then. Well, why did that happen? 
Why, why did you become more enlightened? Well, I dare say that it mostly happened because you learn from other people. You know, you got the wisdom of other people coming into your head. And they showed you a better way to do things. And so you started doing them the better way and you became more enlightened. And that process just continued to where you are today. And, and you know, the point I was sort of making to him is, is you think – you think you're all that today, but you got you still got more to grow. And and if you will be more intentional about creating a system for personal growth, then the sky is the limit. But the vast majority of people do not have a system for personal growth. Yeah, right. I think that's important. And I think that just the understanding of the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? I uh, was listening to this really funny um, story. Charles Barkley was being interviewed on a podcast and he was taught, they asked about mentorship and about growth. And he talked about when he was playing for the 76ers at the beginning of his career, you know, and he wasn't getting any playtime, you know, well, of course he was, he was overweight, you know, and you know, he was sitting on the bench a lot and right. um, Moses Malone took him under his wing and, you know, right. he went and he said, what's going on? You know, what do I need to do? And he said, Moses said, you're fat and you're lazy, you know? And, he, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and Charles said, I um, was devastated, obviously, but having an open mindset, a growth mindset, I was like, it took me a couple of days to recover from that. And then I went to him, you know, and right. said, what is it? And Moses Malone took him under his wing. He helped him lose the weight. They trained before and after practice and did the things. So it's being open, you know, and receptive, you know, so got him down to 250. So then he was playing all the time. And I mean, it changed the equation. So I think having the open mindset and setting your ego aside and taking on the, the expertise and the wisdom of those that have gone before you, and right. just and and soaking that up and leaving your ego at the door, you know, along with what you were talking about with having a systemized growth. But I think the importance of I think so many times young athletes, you know, and people in general let egos get in the way and it fixes that mindset and, and doesn't open them up to hearing some of the hard things that you need to hear to grow. Right. Well, you know, as as I started the the podcast, I said I think most people are, are pretty lame in terms of success, and I'm like, you know, I was pretty damn lame myself until I turned fifty. And you know, is that that difference between um, working smart and working hard? But you know, at, at this point in in life for me, I'm like, why are people so hesitant to take the wisdom of other people? You know, and again, I think that I probably was too. I wasn't awake enough to realize how critical it is to to learn from people that know more than than I do. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think a couple of things pop into my mind as you were talking at the opening of this. I think one of the reasons why the athletes and these younger people who are just entering the world are more receptive to this is because it goes back to your seventh principle here, which was understanding how the human mind works. Right. Their subconscious is still in the process of being like, they haven't had the 40 years of being kicked in the teeth, 
mm-hmm. of these stories that you tell, like your subconscious is made up of maybe these bad habits that you've gotten over the years, your right. stories that you're like all of this old baggage stuff. So we're all operating from that lower frequency autopilot, you know, 95% at that subconscious. So I think it's harder to receive some of this because you've got these old stories are like, oh, I've tried that before, or I've yeah. heard that before, or, or, you know, whereas somebody younger whose subconscious obviously is still in the process of being influenced, it becomes more right. and more influenced and that evolves over time. But they're in that perfect prime spot where they've got enough behind them and not enough in front of them yet that I think that that's where you are really getting the traction with the younger folks is for that reason and why there's so much maybe resistance on the people who are further along in their careers in their 30s and 40s is because their subconscious is running their life, but there's so many more experiences stories and all of those things that are making up that um 95% of that of that subconscious. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I think I think you're right. And you, and you know what one of the things that interest is interesting. I was telling this athlete who is I think 23. He's actually a 6-year senior if you can believe that because they got an extra year of eligibility from COVID. But so I was telling him I said, you know, this template that they were, we're going to create the succinct articulation of your life on, it really gives you the maturity of a 50-year-old because mm-hmm. it's it was you know certainly developed when I was 50, but and and has evolved as as time has gone on. And you know it's interesting when you take somebody that's 23 and now all of a sudden you're going to give them the mentality of a 50 plus person, what a difference it makes. And, you you know, it's not like, you know, they can't get the 50-year-old mentality because I look at, like, a good example is is doing my best. You know, my 30s and 40s, I thought it was just effort, you know, getting up at five in the morning. And when I got to be 50, I'm like, whoa, that is so unenlightened, it hurts. You know, doing my best, sure, is doing, is getting up early, but it's embracing personal growth and having a system for personal growth. It's tuning into reality and what's reality telling me. And and it's figuring out what moves the needle and only focusing on that. You know, now that didn't take a 50-year-old mind to grasp it. You could have, I could have grasped it at 23 if somebody had slapped me upside the head and said, John, you know, you're very unenlightened. Here's how it works. Get this. I would have gotten it immediately, as you would have too. And yeah. so I'm I'm fascinated fascinated now in, in this process of being a, a college professor of this the challenge of waking people up to you can be a hundred times more enlightened than you are right now. And I got the things to enlighten you with. So get them. Here they are. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some of them won't because they're just not, they're not bright enough to get, well, I I take that back. They're all bright enough, but they're not hearing it at the right time. Maybe any number of things. And, and my, I think my expectation is that maybe half of them, even 75% of them may really embrace it. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to, you know, to see. I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of a, a you know, of a, what's the word, not show up rate, but adoption yeah, you know, yeah. kind of rate that you get with the, with the methodology. My All guess right. is it might, it's for sure going to, you know, probably at a minimum 5x, you know, the uh, engagement that we've had with the other group, you know, right. Right. And I, I, you know, the thing I'm going to do is, is I'm going to, I'll teach it to every, everybody and grade them on, are you getting the concepts? And then after the semester, if you want to actually implement it into your life, you can join a master, a private mastermind I'll create and I'll mentor them, you know, for the rest of their lives, you know, in that private mastermind, tell them, you know, some ongoing tweaks to the methodology, as well as uh, ideas and concepts for creating the exceptional life. You know, I think the reason this whole thing interests me is because, you know, in college, nobody is teaching them how to be successful in the real world. This has not been taught in college. And, you know, it's one thing when you're teaching them, say, math or English, you know, they're either getting it or they're not. And half the time, they don't care if they get it or not. But when you're talking about here's how to be successful in the real world, and it's proven, and we're going to teach you how to leverage yourself through science, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm thinking, especially with athletes who are by their nature high achievers, not only are they at the right um, stage in life to get this, but they're they're by their nature high achievers and and that's that's what's required of our methodology so it's interesting yeah absolutely yeah well this has been good you have helped me you've added to my list the two key things i think maybe three were focus on what moves the needle really embrace being a, a grower and having a system for personal growth and emitting the right energy, mm-hmm. you know, embracing the right, right energy. So until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.